Evening everyone, TMA Sunday Night Live here with the Pidge, Canadian Darren and Dino the Young Man. Uh, just remember guys, this is the podcast that you choose the topics, we will discuss them and just before we start off we're in association with the former Players Club, uh, get on board with them at, on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash what for, um, former players. Uh, so we'll flash that up during the um during the podcast as well. So that's fronted, obviously, by Watford's favourite son, number eight, Lou for Blissett, and also the 1984 left-back for Watford, Pricey, Neil Price, um, amongst others. And like I always say, fantastic work they do in the community. And, uh, yeah, they've got well over 60 legends in the um, former Players Club as well. So that's the uh, former Players Club um, fronted by um, our very own Lufa. And like I said, like I said yesterday, he's, he's on the mend after his scans and his art scare. So, um like I say, Lauren and uh, Luther just like to send um, their gratitude out and thanks to everyone who uh, put the good, uh, goodwill messages um, to him. So, yeah, no, all good. So, yeah, let's get cracking straight away. Uh, Robert Ingram said, um, why is uh, why is uh, Claudio Ranieri leaving Cleverly on the bench? Um, right, you guys take it first and I'll come in after with my usual 50 pence. The, well, me and you were talking about this yesterday, Pidge. The only reason I can think of it must be fitness. Um, I like um, Guka. I do like him. Me and you have this conversation like every fan. He always gives 120%. It might not be a great game, but he's going to give you – he's going to be knackered. But for me, as I was talking to Pidge, he's the sort of player you want to bring on in these sort of games if you're winning 1-0 with 20 minutes to go. Say someone's knackered like Cleverly, you do the swap then. Perfect. He just frustrate the hell out of any team. Work his socks off. Twenty minutes, no problem. It's the same with Flamina. I think that was the same. He's been out for a while. He come on. I'm not. I'm not his biggest fan, but he is better than Nikita at the back. I'm not just saying that because of the mistake. He didn't do quite bad, but that quality yeah. of ball he put in was just. Anyone does that is a world class pass, and that's what it was. To me, I think Ranieri. I'm very happy he got the point. I, I'm relieved, like every fan, because I thought we are looking at another defeat. It's like, for Christ's sake, don't lose this one. But it is generally for fitness. I do believe, we'll, we'll be talking about it later, but I do believe Cleverly and Flamina are brought on to make sure they're starting the next two games just to get them a bit of fitness up. And thank God, you know, it worked in the end for Ranieri because I think he needs a bit of luck at the moment because we ain't had it and, you know, it works. So good luck to him. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, Dino. It's you know initially I, I was really hoping to see him cleverly start last uh, yesterday, and uh, when he came on, he looked very good. Um, I think the timing of the substitutions was was pretty decent too. I mean, I I don't know. I've said this before. I always get edgy when managers bring the subs on later and later in a game. In the end, it did work yesterday, but uh, and Kiko. You know, did show his worth, but yeah, no, I think I like the idea of cleverly starting at Burnley. And as you say, if we're leading a bit later in the day, then you bring on Kuka because I like Kuka too. You know, I don't think him or Sissoko necessarily had their best games for us yesterday, but in the end, it was a it was a point. You know, and and, and scoring that late in the day, it feels like a win for us and a loss for Newcastle. I think you know, but. Uh, yeah, and hopefully cleverly starts on Tuesday night. Um, I really hope the game goes ahead. So, because I think this is a great time to play Burnley. And I think the boys have got the momentum now, you know, coming off the pitch with a 
late, late goal like that, and such a good goal. I mean, it was a quality goal. It's got to give you a lift. You know, you have a couple of light workouts in the training session tomorrow, and then off to Burnley, and uh, hopefully get game on. So, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheers, mate. Um, just before I like say add my little bit onto it, we will be about quarter two, uh, previewing the game or looking ahead to all your predictions and um, like like always on a Friday, everything else in between. Um, concerning the game on Tuesday night, obviously, like Darren said, hopefully it's still on. At the moment, it is. So we'll look ahead to that, and uh, we've got a couple of lineups. We'll get out for the lads, and um, anything else we can. Uh, dig out about Burnley but yeah I know I do agree with you guys I certainly think that with the upward momentum that we've got from that draw I think finishing the way we did has given us that extra belief uh, I think it'd be slightly different if we went 1-0 up and then they equalised last minute I think it's much better in terms of confidence that we equalised at the last minute and carried it and we can carry it on from there knowing that we had to dig deep okay it wasn't a great performance we had to dig deep to get the result and yeah, on to, and like Dino said when we were watching it yesterday, playing Burnley, it's a perfect time to play him because it's, you know, you've literally got no time to think and dwell on did we play well? Did we not? Did we deserve the point? Did we not? We can get straight onto it against Burnley and see if we can grind out hopefully a win. But like a lot of people said, it's, you know, game management. Newcastle and Burnley are two totally different sides in terms of their overall play. And this is, like I say, once again, this is obvious things. You know, Newcastle try and play a bit of football. Burnley do, to be fair, they do they do try and play a bit of football, but they're more physically organised, very, very organised side, physically dominant or like to be physically dominant. So that's a, that's a different test, especially for the likes of Pedro, which like we were saying before we went on live, that he has been bulking up a bit and he does look physically a lot better, you know, with the holding up the ball. But, um, yeah, a few people have already come in already. So, Mr. Cusack, evening, fellow Orns. Um, also, Kevin Lewell, uh, good evening, gentlemen. Halsey's on. Um, so, Halsey, mate, don't panic. We will have that beer of the week. Um, he's drinking it at the moment. <laughs> I've got a cool Budweiser, but look, there's only, Dino will like this, but there's only one band really, no, mate. I made him. I got lemonade. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got lemonade. He's on the soft stuff today. Please do not drink and do a podcast. That is usually our policy, but it's gone out the window today. Um, Mella from YouTube says swap Kuka and loser um, when he's back and Clebs rotates and starts on occasions. Um, Dave, also evening, mate. Um, you are the legend, mate, not me. Um, this is evening, lads. Now that Rafa has been sacked at Everton, would you get him in now at Watford ASAP? Um, my answer at the moment is no, but um, and I, obviously I've always said I want Ranieri to stay to at least the end of the season and give him time. Let's see if we can get a bit of continuity. But um, yeah, what's what's your thoughts on that from um, Dave? Would you, you know if it obviously touch wood it doesn't, and you know we win the next two games, we you know we push up the table, everything's rose in. Ranieri gets that extra season and there's a bit of continuity. But if it didn't go according to plan, would you have Rafa at the club? I mean, you know, you're talking about another extremely experienced manager who's, you know, won major honours as well. But for me, I, I like Ranieri. I like the fact that, as he said yesterday, and he was spot on, you know, the board went out, got players early. And fair play to him. They really did. So it gave him the time to get ready for this nightmare of a week. And so clearly the board are backing him. Yeah, no, I think we, we stay as we are. And I, I agree with you. I'd love to see us 
you know, survive, and I think we can. Um, and and for him to be at the helm in the summer, it'd be great. Be nice to have the club with a bit of bit of stability for once. I think we all want it as fans. And also, Ranieri just seems a bloody good bloke. He really does seem a good guy. And I loved it yesterday, and I'm sure you guys have seen it. When the goal went in, his reaction and Cavasale behind him, they were in like unison, sort of doing a fist punch. It was brilliant. And you can see there's a togetherness in the squad. And I don't know if you noticed it yesterday at half time when the players were walking off, they showed Foster and three of the defenders. And they were kind of holding hands and sort of saying, you know, clean sheet at half time, well done, that sort of thing. And you think, yeah, you've got that togetherness. And I think. Plus the late the late goal, you know, that together takes us another notch forward and not so much Newcastle. And I think Ranieri's got something he's building. You know, the, the team he picked was very much his team yesterday by putting those three new players in. So, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be around for a bit yet, and I hope so. How about you, Dino? Um, well, me and Paul were talking about this. We didn't want Ranieri sacking, but we are saying, say we did lose to Newcastle and then lost the next two games, we were saying he'd have to go. It's not we want him to go, but but that whole draw changed, you know. It's like, oh, thank Christ. And you could see it in Ranieri, you know. He is right. We've got a very good team there. But that celebration by Ranieri showed the relief. It's like, oh, thank God for that, a bit of luck, you know. And he's probably yeah. thinking like us, if we can go to Burnley and win, which we can, imagine the atmosphere at Norwich on Friday. God, the whole place is going to be like we're top of the league. You know, just by doing that. So that point, like you said, Darren, that feels like a win. It's a loss for Newcastle because they're back in relegation and we've got a game in hand over Newcastle. So we could go four points clear of them. And plus, they're playing Leeds at the weekend. And I know Leeds, everyone's worried about Leeds. But it's like, why? They're not the ones below us. They're above us. We're not going to, you know, they're a very good team. They can beat Newcastle. I watched them today against West Ham. They're a very good team, Leeds, you know. Like us, but you know, we ain't got to worry about them. Like Peach says, worry about the teams below us, and we're playing them next. So, you know, if we can beat Burnley, which we can, like Peach said, very physical team. I hate Burnley, I really do, but <laughs> you know, beat them, and without no doubt, we can beat Norwich. Not saying Norwich are bad because you know, they're only what a point behind us now, Norwich, aren't they? They're doing miracles, so you know, but it's massive two games. No, I would rather. I'd like to keep Ranieri even if we did go down, but you know this Pozzo thing. If you know if he don't get a win in the next five games, say he, he could be in trouble. But I do believe we can beat Burnley and Norwich, and that changes it for all of us fans, don't it? it? Gives us a little bit of a gap, and then hopefully it builds confidence. And putting all three new players in was good because all of them I was very impressed with. All three of them, they are absolutely outstanding. They look like they've been in that team for months. Didn't look out of place. I was very impressed with all three of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I def definitely agree, mate. I mean, Samir looks looks class. I mean, Kamara alongside Pedro was my man of the match. I think I put out of the two. If I for once don't sit on the fence, I I put Kamara's um the uh, uh, Kamara's our man of the match. I think um, just edged out Pedro for that for that accolade. I thought he was excellent. I do agree, you know, all three of them. And like Darren said, you know, they, um, they backed him in a, you know, they identified the fact that we've got three games in six days, you know, barring a postponement. So we needed to act quickly and bring bodies in, obviously with the African Cup of Nations. And uh, yeah, they're, they're at the moment, so far touch with the coming up trumps and that centre midfielder was excellent. I think uh, Kiembe or, I mean, 
shoot me down in flames with the pronunciation, but I thought he was he was class. I mean, him and Sissoko in that midfield, if we could just balance that with some a little bit of flair just in front of them, um, at the moment I would supplement that uh, with Cleverly against Burnley, then, oh my God, what a, what a midfield we've got. Because, I mean, isn't he 23 as well? So he is, he's, a, he's a younger player, which is excellent. So we've got a bit of longevity with him, um, similar to what we had with Decore. When we signed him, he was quite young as well. So, yeah, no, the future's looking bright. Um, Holes, he's saying, a bit annoying Leeds got a win today. Um, a bit of a gap between the bottom four and the teams above. Uh, Mr. Mr Langdon saying, uh, couldn't afford his wages. That's obviously re- reference to um, Benitez. But um, they, I think a lot of people were looking at Isco stepping back and then Benitez being the main man. But I think included people, including myself, said that, you know, he got he got us promoted. So he needs to he needs to have that chance. But unfortunately, it didn't work out for Isco, which was a shame. Uh, Gary saying, I think the point will define our season now. Uh, at the moment, I completely agree, mate, because... Uh, you look at the other two games, and I'll take note from Dino with this. If we win those next two games, it'd be one hell of a point, especially with it being last gasp. And with my prediction, I said it. Well, a lot of people did, to be fair. And we we had a couple of polls up on the Twitter and the Facebook, and the, everyone said pretty much, or the majority said that it was going to be seven points from the, these three games. Realistically, I think if you look at the Tuesday game, and we'll obviously we'll go back on this later on, that. They're bottom, they're bottom of the table at the moment. And psychologically, you know, we're just above that drop zone, hanging by a thread, but they're bottom. So in terms of, like I say, once again, psychologically for Burnley, that is a real hammer blow because with Newcastle getting that point with us, uh, be it our last minute um, saviour, Pedro, that they're looking at that really more panic stations to be fair than us because they're at home. They're expected to get a result uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. Same if we were that. If we, if it was us at the bottom and Norwich in the bottom, you know, fourth from bottom, we'd be expected to get something because then we would otherwise be cut adrift. And it's all right them having games in hand on us. They've actually got to win them. I'd rather have, I'd rather be two games, uh, two games better, uh, two games worse off than them, but have the points on the board. I think like Pep was saying that at the top of the table, he says it's okay. Teams being saying. Six seven points behind us with three games in hand, but we've got the, we've got that seven points in the bag. So you know they've got they've got our answer that we've asked the questions they've got our answer it. And it's a similar thing with us with um, Burnley. We've got those points in the bag at the moment. It's up to Burnley to respond. So we know. I think looking at the Burnley game, like I said, we will do later. But they will be looking at trying to attack us a bit more than they usually do because they can't really sit back and hope for a draw, can they? Because we get. You know, if we if we get that draw, so that's a better draw. That's a better point for us if we do manage to get some sort of result away than it is for them. I mean, like I say, once again, state the obvious here, but if we can get at least a point away at Burnley and then we have to beat Norwich, then then it will look a bit more rosy. But, um, yeah. Uh, Plus, if we do if we do get them two wins, that will put us on 20 points, which would be a big mind thing, because that's halfway to safety, as they say, 40 points. So Massive. that's another good mindset. If we can get them two wins, we'll be halfway there, you could say, you know, and that's another booster for the whole fans and the club. Mm, exactly. And uh, just remind everyone, we're about quarter to 22 quarter two, we will be looking at uh, the Burnley game 
uh, Tuesday. So we'll get all your predictions in the lineup predictions. We've got a couple out as well, so we'll put them out. Uh, so we'll get that about quarter two. And just before we set off, obviously, we'll get Halsey's favourite bit of the show, um, Darren's beer of the week. So obviously, that will definitely happen, I do promise you. Um, Darren is... Mr. Langdon, as he's actually on Paul Langdon, in fact, he says, is it time to bring another striker in? Maybe another creative midfielder. I know a couple of people have been touting out the fact that at, the, at present, obviously with Sar out and Pedro having to be deployed on the right or the left of uh, of a three, that he hasn't got much competition up there. Do you think that's um, proven or do you think, no, I think midfield is more important? I like the I like the forward line we've got. The thing that threw me last week was that there was more than one report coming out of France linking us with that player from Lyon. Apparently, or was it? Was it? Oh, I can't think. Or Bordeaux? It might have been Bordeaux. I think it's Bordeaux. Yeah. Yeah, Bordeaux. And the reason being, apparently, Bordeaux are in serious financial trouble. So that's where apparently that will read its head from. But no, I think maybe an attacking mid. But I, I don't know. I get the feeling someone else is going to come in. I do. The question is, who do they ship out? Obviously, with Nkulu, with his injury, I think he'll be gone. Um, but, but overall, like I say, I think the thing we were all screaming out for was more than anything, some good defensive additions, and we've got those now. Um, so for me personally, I'm kind of okay where we are, and if we do get another one in, who knows? But uh, it's you know, it's but this is the thing. We've now played 19 games, so we're bang on midway in the season. Clearly, we need a better second half of the season, but we are still out of the bottom three with a little bit of luck. And you said, you're right, Pidge, we needed a bit of luck this week. Um, so for now, I'm not worried about the teams above us. It's a four-team four, four team fight right now. And we're I see us in the driving street, seat. And, I, and I've said all along, I was watching some pundits over here last night on one of the uh, US networks, and I agreed with him that out of the four teams down the bottom, Although all four teams have got, you know, dodgy defences, although ours looked a lot better yesterday, um, the one advantage Watford have got is we've got the, the best firepower out of those four sides, and I think we have, you know. Just just my biased opinion, but <laughs> I like mm. the front line. And we've got options. I mean, that's the thing. You know, Dennis comes off, and then Cucho comes on, and Andes. I think he's a tremendous young player. really do. Really rate that lad. So we've got some good stuff. And I still feel a little bit for Fletcher. You know, I'd love to see him sometime get a shout, but right now, what we've got lined up is is looking pretty decent. So, what do you think, Dino? Um, yeah, I agree. I'm just um, I'm happy with our signings. It just makes this one hell of a lot stronger. I thought, you know, Newcastle only had one shot on target. That was their goal. Unfortunately, it was a mistake by us. So, you know, how many games we had like that? You know, that's because our team was solid. You know. That left back, I'll tell you what, Messina's going to struggle to knock him off if he keeps playing like that. <laughs> Kamara, is it? The left back, was it Kamara? He was Kamara. absolutely, wow. You know, I don't think anyone got past him. He was so under control, you know. The centre back, I can't remember his name. He was good, to be fair to um, To be fair to Guffcart. He was solid yesterday, in all honesty. I don't remember Guffcart doing much wrong. You know, you could swap Guffcart with Serata. You got one header and, you know, you chuck a fit. Kiko in, Ben Foster's back. You know, we're we're looking like a more solid team now just with that. Them three signings, like Ranieri said, fair play to the board for getting them in early instead of waiting, say, the end of this month for the transfer window. We'd have played these three games and they've been too late. So, fair play to them. But, no, 
maybe get one more player in, maybe attacker, but I wouldn't be gutted if we didn't. You're probably right, Darren. They probably are aiming for one more, and there he's probably going, you know, if you can nab me one more half-decent player, I'll be appreciated of it, but who knows? I am happy with the squad now, just with these three signings, cleverly back, Ben Foster back, Kiko fully fit. Hopefully Saar, you know, imagine a fully fit Saar. No, he's still a bit away, but you chuck him in the mix. we got a bloody strong bench, you know, and looking like a better squad at long last. Yeah. yeah and, go on, sorry, mate. Go on, you go. Go on, Darren. Sorry, go on, mate. No, I was going to say was the one thing as well, We, all, I think we all, well, I, I forgot, is that Pedro's 20 years old, you know, and all of a sudden now, yeah. with him bulking up, he looks like a man now, you know what I mean? Like, a year ago, he was still a bit slack, he'd get knocked off a bit, but he's 20 years old, and... You know, I remember at the end of last season, a few of the players at the club talking him up and saying just what quality this kid is. So, uh, really exciting. Uh, I, I agree with you, Dino. Yeah, I, I'm happy with the window so far. It's we we exactly Newcastle. If it wasn't for that, and I felt so sorry for Nagaki because when that goal went in, you could see he was bloody livid with himself. Because first half, he was he was actually he was magnificent, and he kept Maximin who's one of the best players in the Premier League, in my opinion, he kept him, well, in the end, the last few minutes of the half, how was switching him to the other wing. That's how frustrated they were getting. So, you know, it's tough, but yeah, no, it's looking good. And anyway, yeah. back to you. Sorry, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, back to you, back to you in the studio. Um, uh, Paul, uh, Mr. Lang said, don't think King is, in, uh, is the answer though, lads. Um, the glamorous Katie's on. Um, hope she had a good holiday evening, Katie. Uh, Sonia Spong, evening, Sonia. Yellow Army, um, Halsey. Oh, he's also said the beer of the week is going down very well in Canada by the looks of it. Um, <laughs> down the hatchet. Down the hatchet. <laughs> um, Halsey's also said we have to, uh, we have got a good squad. He's obviously like so agreeing with you, Dino. He needs Saar back and we will be fine. I mean, that's the encouraging thing. If we can, like you said, getting a fit Saar back. He's another addition there. I mean, he's he's a very, very good player. He's just, for some reason, just completely out of sorts at the start of the season. Just, you know, just for whatever reason. I mean, we can doubt it. It could be a whole podcast in itself talking about Sarah <laughs> and why he was playing badly and so forth. So forth. But, it's you know, in all intents and purposes, he's a very good player in the, there. And um, let's see what happens when he comes back. But I do agree with the solidness of the side because... You know, and I'm, I'm not hating on Backman here, but Foster, with his experience, you can see the confidence in the whole back line that when he yeah. he dominates that area, and we were, like I say once again, I was saying this to Dino when we were watching it, that when he comes out, he, he comes out straight away, he distributions better, you know, he's quicker on the quicker on the throw. And like we always say, the back two, the back two centre-backs, when, obviously when you play the back four, but the two centre-backs always look on their goalkeeper for confidence and vice versa. And you can see as well with Samir, when Kafkart seems to be a better player when he's playing with Samir. And like I say, once again, if anyone says, it's not me deliberately hating on Ekong either, but you could tell that when Nkulu was playing, what a better player the player alongside him was when Nkulu was playing because of that experience. And there's obviously been talking and you can just see um, the improvement with Kafka. He looks, I think, I mean, solid is a good word, Dina, but I think also confident. He, look, he doesn't look like he's panicking. He, he knows that he's got that guy beside him. And also, in, in addition, he's got a solid keeper behind him. And I think, if, like we've always said, is what's frustrating with Batchman. If he can, if he can just add that little, that thing that 
Foster's got, i.e., you know, commands his area and that presence at the back, then Backman will be one hell of a keeper. I just think at the moment it's um he's been found wanting, but yeah, definitely with him back and obviously with Samir coming in. I think, yeah, we do look a bit more organised. I did feel sorry a little bit for Ngaki because, I mean, the first off, he did play well. I did say as well that, you know, it was a shocking a shocking bit of madness. But then you also got to look at was people shouting at him and telling him where to go. If he couldn't see from behind him, was there enough communication in that back line to tell him where to put it? You know, shouting out or behind man on or stuff like that. You know, you could also look at it that way. So, you know, he's he's not a 32-year-old centre-back near the end of his career, you know, with his final contract. You know, he's a young lad. So let's hope, you know, he learns from that because when you're in the when you're in a top level like the Premier League, it only takes one slip like that and fine margins. And it proved it yesterday. We barely had a shot. And the, the one real chance that we had, OK, taking Suzuko's out, out of the way for a minute, we put away, so it's two, two, um, two chances created two goals. So that's the kind of um, that's the kind of environment Ngaki is working in. But I still see a very good right back in Ngaki, and I really do think he's going to become a very good, um, very good fullback. I just think I think this experience, I think he needed this in a way, brutally that he needed this to to learn from it because all the best players have done it. All the all you can name me you know, the Burkamps, the Omri's. You know, the Zolas, all these players, all the great, great players, they've cocked up horrendously at least once in their careers. So, um, yeah, let's hope he kicks on from it. Um, James Wing, we need another goalkeeper. Kevin Lewell, Foster's presence made the difference to the defence at the end. Um, Sonia's agreeing with you. Um, Darren, she says, uh, Pedro, great player. Lee Cusack, he says, I don't understand all this optimism. It's It was same old, same old until the equaliser. Don't get me wrong. I was over the moon with the result. Uh, but for me, I didn't see much of a change from previous games. I will take some sort of thing off of him because I was livid up to the point when we scored because it was more relief. But there, there was a determination about a lot of the players. There was a few that seemed to be just slack and casual in that game because it was... It wasn't great until the equaliser. I've got. I can see where Lee's coming from. Um, so it was more. I think once a goal goes in the complete, you're thinking you, the complexity of how the result came about sort of changes slightly. Because if we had lost that, there'd be a lot more people asking for um, different players' heads, and you know, not necessarily the head coaches, but digging a lot more people out if we had not scored that goal. I believe so. I can see where he's coming from. Um, Katie saying, happy to see Foster back. Batchman can make me nervous. Um, I thought it was only me that made you nervous, Katie. Um, hi, guys. Sorry, <laughs> late. Um, <laughs> Facebook, uh, right, it's also said, did not see the game, but was told we were bad for 80 minutes. Um, Halsey, Cathcart is no mug, though. He has played up against some quality players in international games for Northern Ireland recently. Italy, for example. Yeah, no, I completely agree. He was like we were joking about. It was Paolo Merdini in that game. He was absolutely excellent, to be fair on him. Um how did the new guys get on? We did take a bit of time to settle in. Um, excellent, mate, to be fair, weren't they? They were really good. And finally, we've got uh, distribution for Foster as average. We need to look at buying a keeper next season. But we're an extra striker in this window. In my opinion, we will be fine. Um, fine line of staying up or getting relegated. Yeah, no, yeah, Stuart, you know, there is a fine line. And, um, yeah, I'm completely with you on that one. Um, yeah, like I say, we'll be getting to the lineups. Um in about a quarter of an hour for, for Burnley, the ones that me and uh, Canadian Darren have put up. They're almost exactly the same with a slight variation on formation. So, uh, um, 
yeah, Championship Manager has been exercised in our thinking, I think. So, uh, we'll um, get to them very shortly. But, um, yeah, let's just see if I can... The bloody phone's come off again. But, yeah, no, um, Paul, thank you very much for your topic, mate. And if you get any more questions through, guys and girls, we'll put them up before before quarter two, ten two. But um, the next one, uh, we've got Kev Andrew saying... Um, Clubs abusing games getting called off. Uh, I'll let you guys go in first because I'll proper go on my soapbox about this. But yeah, um, what's your take on this? Yeah, like we were just saying before we went on air, for me, if they find out that clubs have been faking these, you know, these tests and these numbers of players not available, to me, it should be a straight points deduction. And hit him with a big one. Hit with, if it's Liverpool and they're sodden about, hit him with a 10-point deduction. Then, then see how their European, you know, championship outlook is. It, you know, to me, it's about being fair. I mean, it, look, when players are genuinely ill and, and we are still going through this bloody pandemic, if it's genuine, that's not a problem at all. But then don't make it political, you know, and don't say you've got too many. Like, my mate, as I said before, I played with a bunch of Liverpool lads. And one of my mates who's a Liverpool fan, he says the one thing he can't stand about Klopp is every bloody Christmas, every year, he bitches and whines about the number of fixtures in the Christmas season. And he said, <laughs> he said why, why does Klopp come to England if that's how he feels? And he likes Klopp, but he says it's just annoying. But this whole thing with these postponements, if people are starting to play a bit of, you know, something a bit dodgy, then if you start threatening them with a points deduction, it'd, it'd wipe it out straight away. That's just, just, just my take on it. And maybe it's excessive, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're supposed to be, you know, the whole thing of FIFA, of fair play and respect. Well, let's see it then. You know, you talk it enough as an organisation, follow it through. So, just my opinion. Leon? Yeah, it's a load of old rubbish. Every team's done it so far today. Arsenal Spurs was going to happen. You're telling me they ain't got enough players to build a bloody squad. You must be, you must be bloody joking. I thought under... I thought under-23s were supposed to come in as well and fit in the squad. So you're trying to tell me like 50 players and you can't put 11 out out of probably 50, 60 players. No, it's a load of old crap. <laughs> I think mm. it's nonsense. I said Watford Burnley shouldn't be called off again because it's already been called off once. This should go yeah. ahead no matter what, in my opinion. You can't cool. do it again. In all honesty, no, no, even if I have to play their entire under-23s, I know it's not fair, but you should not be able to cancel this. And then, like Darren said, you get Burnley and other teams complaining because the bloody fixture list is all piled up. Well, you keep cancelling. <laughs> They've got to fix them. You'll be playing three games a week. So it's yeah. up to you. But I think it's absolute bloody nonsense. And you're right, Darren. It should be a put either play the game or the opposition get the three points. I bet they'll bloody get a squad out then, won't they? Suddenly everyone will be well then, won't they? So, yeah, I yeah. think it's absolutely ridiculous. And, yeah, it's buggering everything up now. It's stupid. Yeah, I mean, when it first came about, I could I could understand. I was completely behind that because if you know if the the rules state, regardless if we agree or not, if they've got if they've got COVID cases and injuries and stuff like that, and they obviously can't field players, i.e., what we did. Okay, it was really poor um, by whoever called it off late, be it the club or the Premier League. I believe it was the Premier League that called it off late for the travelling fans, it's bang out of order. But, you know, we couldn't fill the team, so we couldn't make it. But when there's obvious foul play, and I won't mention the club, but they said there were 13 
um, false positives. I'm sorry, you don't have 13 false positives. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. And like yeah. you said, a certain German manager um, complains every single winter um, fixture list, and it's quite ironic and coincidental that the games are being being called off. And yes, a certain team in North London who um, called their game off today because of one COVID case, and oh, we've got African nations and injuries. But what would you have done two years ago uh, before COVID uh, if you had that many injuries and that many? You would have played it. You would have had to play it. So it would there wouldn't even been a discussion. Um, if there was like nine or ten COVID cases in that squad and then they call it off, there'd be some sort of argument. But like Tuchel was saying, that it's getting abused now. And Gary Neville's saying as well, it's because the rule's there now. It, as long as you've got at least one COVID case and you've got loads of injuries and AFCON um, non-appearances, then they can call it off because you get, no one can challenge it. So like you said, and I hark back to 96, 97 when Borough, had, didn't they have a big flu outbreak or... Um, some sort of outbreak, and they, they they got deducted three points and ultimately got relegated for it. And they submitted the Premier League and even tried to show proof that they had did not they could couldn't even pick half the under twenty threes to play, and they they were told um, you have to play it, and they didn't um, because of the lack of players, and they got deducted three points. And I think wasn't it Tottenham had a food poisoning scare, and they still managed to play. Um, yeah. You know they could have called it off, but they ran. They had to play, so I think it's. I think now it's getting abused. I think at the start there was a reason behind it, and the the rule was there to protect teams and make sure you know call one game off, get the players back from the ten day isolation, then carry on your games, no problem, no questions asked. But I think now it's just a case of if you sell a couple of players or your couple of players have gone to Afcon um, duty, yeah. then you call it off. I think it's a load of bollocks because we've got at least four or five players over at AFCON and we've got a few players injured, but we're still playing our games, be it okay, the Burnley game. But as regards the yeah. Burnley one, there's no excuse to call it off two hours before kickoff. They, they're in the hotels late Monday afternoon. At worst, it should be called off in the morning. If they've got PCR tests and we get a big outbreak again. And the same for Burnley. I mean, these teams are in the hotels for home games now you know, as well. So then it's not like they're sitting at home and then just drive to the game like they used to do in the 80s and 90s. They're all in hotels, so they're in a bubble, so they should be able to be tested just to be on the safe side. So all I can do in terms of the Watford fans is hope that if anything's called off, it's called off tomorrow. So then there's no trip for those fans because I really do, I would really feel sorry for them, to be fair, if they get... um they travel up again. But I don't think that will happen again. I think if they're going to call it off, they'll call it off tomorrow. Um, it'll save everyone the hassle, everyone moan and um, quite rightly moan. And yeah, it'll hope, yeah, just avoid a lo just a load of hassle to be fair. Um, Higgins saying only one player in the, in Arsenal was COVID pathetic. It was called off. Deduction of points is required. Completely, uh, completely agree, mate. Um, Sonia Spong, play the game, end of. Um, we was our Facebook user in non-league. It's seven players, and the game gets played. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Sunday league's the same, mate. Um, we ain't that, we ain't been that great as Greg Evans. Um, Sonia Spog said, "Oh, two-one to Watford." Uh, the pitch predictor, Sonia. Thank you very much. Uh, you're on TV. Um, we had Peter on yesterday, so Pete. Um, I know I've said it a thousand times, but thank you um, once again for coming on the show yesterday to give your opinions. Fantastic insight from Pete. Um, if got, guys and girls, if you can get over to Euorns TV, like, share and subscribe um, to Pete's channel. Some uh, excellent insights of 
past games. Um, so yeah, head over there and check it out. You know, don't let me uh, recommend you uh, to the channel. Get over there yourselves and have a look at it. Um, Dave saying, what um, what did you make of Arsenal calling off the game against Spurs? We've all just gone over that, but um, thanks for the comment, mate. He says, there must be more than 13 players available. Yeah, completely agree. Um, uh, Pete saying, uh, Burrow didn't turn up at Blackburn and the game was awarded 3-0 to Blackburn. Yeah. Um, they're also deducted three points as well, mate, as far as I know, because that's what pretty much caused them to um, get relegated, I think. Uh, um, Angelo, hi. Um, we've also got hi, hi is there as well. And he said, in fairness, Arsenal should be deducted three points for being Arsenal, let alone the COVID thing. Um, <laughs> if that's the case, then, uh, then Luton should be deducted 50 points. But um, that's an argument altogether, um, all to, different altogether. But um, if that, that ever happened again, we can. Um, the next game should be a minute's laughter um, <laughs> on the 50th minute or so. So um, just to celebrate that marvellous occasion. Um, Tony, we've sort of skipped over this already, but Tony Day's next topic is stick with Claudio Ranieri. 34 points to stay up this season. So I know we've gone through um, Claudio. We've all agreed that, you know, we've got to give him a bit of time. The board have reacted with the new sign-in. So we'll see how it goes in the next three or four games with Claudio. But like I said, we've all sort of unanimous in the fact that, in the opinion that um, we hope he stays in as a bit of continuity uh, throughout the season. But um, do you really think 34 points is um, enough to start this season? I think it could be. I saw one of the pundits was batting in that sort of number around as well. I think so. I think it's going to be really, uh, really tight this year. You know, it's, um, and that's why this week is so crucial. You know, like I said, we're halfway through the season, so we've played 19 games. We've got to play Burnley twice. And, you know, Newcastle ended up with two points apiece, both one-alls. We've already beaten Norwich. It'd be great to beat them again, but it's a stepping stone. And I saw some of the comments there about Newcastle, and I think it's true. It, it wasn't a great performance. The second half was better, definitely. But it wasn't, I think most Newcastle fans feel the same thing. It wasn't a great watch. You know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Ranieri's got it in him to get us through this. And I do feel, you know, that with a little, just a little bit of luck, which we need, maybe yesterday just was the turning point we need. Late minute goal against a, a rival. And if it ends up for the rest of the season, it's a, it's a 14 battle. Let's just hope we finish top of it. Because I think now we would, we have got a decent squad. We can't bitch and moan to the Pozos now. We've now got a decent squad. And now it's a question of Ranieri and his tactics and the players showing the commitment. And like I said, I liked what I saw with the players yesterday quite a few times. They just seem a bit more up for it. And uh, we'll see where it goes. I, I'd i rather get 40 <laughs> to be on the safe side. <laughs> but I don't believe it could be. As for, I think it was Lee Kuzak saying, you know, we, we drew with Newcastle and they haven't been great. You know, um, I'm not being rude. What sort of game were you expecting yesterday? Um, if you think the Burnley game's going to be any different than Newcastle, you must be joking because <laughs> that's just going to be like the Newcastle game. I, I just hope a better result because that's going to be that's going to be a horrible watch. And so with Norwich, you know, what do you expect with a bottom of the table teams playing. It ain't going to be beautiful football. It's going to be, you could say, like a championship game where it's going to be scrappy, hard tackles, going to be sloppy at times and nervous, you know. Um, um, 
Yeah, that amount of points could keep us up. I do believe we could still reach 40, you know. If we could get these two wins, like I said, we're halfway to 20. That's a big mindset. And the confidence will grow through this team because we can beat anyone in this league. You know, we did turn United over a long time ago, but, you know, we beat them 4-1. That proves we got the ability in this squad to beat anyone, you know. It's just confidence with any team, you know. Like Darren said, I do believe that point now. It's broken the six-game rot, which is a good mind thing. Now they can be, as players, I'd be looking at it, going, look, we've got Burnley and Norwich now. We can, you know, we can go there, do it. And, you know, we've unbeaten in three, which is massive. Then I believe it's international break. They could have a rest and then come back and go again. So, you know, yeah, let's hope so. You know, I'd like to keep Ranieri. I really would. But it's a result game, as we know. So he's got to start winning. Mm, yeah, exactly. Definitely results business, and I mean more than um, more than anyone. Then Claudio would know that, and like you said, the relief on his face said it all when Pedro scored that magnificent um, header. But full credit to Firmino for that fantastic ball as well. It was an amazing ball. It, it begged to be headed in. I mean, it was one of those balls. All you had to do is run into it, but it's fantastic how. Pedro got his head onto it and shows another side to his game because we haven't seen um, many flashes of that type of side of his game with it, with the header. So, yeah, excellent. It's another string to his um, a string to his bow, anyway. So, yeah, we, um, final one. We've got uh, just before, obviously, we go on to the uh, go on to the preview of the Burnley game. Um, Elliot Iron, evening, Elliot. Thanks for the question, mate. He says, um, should we bring in a new goalkeeper in the window? Bearing in mind, obviously, Foster coming back as well. What, what do you reckon, boys? I don't, like for me, we, we've signed that Nigerian keeper, and apparently he's superb at Afcon. And there's a lot of a lot of good stuff written about this guy. So I know he can't come to us. I don't think he's going to come to us till the summer. But this guy, what I think is going to happen, if I'm honest with you, all along Foster's talked about going to the MLS. I can see that happening, and then. Um, with some of the stuff that uh, Backman said, I can see him leaving in the summer. And I reckon that they're grooming this Nigerian keeper to be our number one. He's very, if you look look up various articles on him, he's very, very highly rated. So for this, I don't see us getting a keeper in this window personally. I think they'll just try and hope Foster stays fit and carry us through till May. That's just my thought on it. Mm. Yeah, I pretty much agree with I pretty much agree with Darren. I, I I do believe Batman's a good keeper. I just think like me and Pidge talk, it's not bad players. I think they just need to move on. And I think Batman's gonna be one of them. I do believe he will be a good keeper. Like I said, he's an international. You don't get there for being a mug. But like when I was watching it with Paul, Foster just done saying simple, Batman don't he come out and caught a cross. You know, I know it might sound silly, but as when Newcastle were on the tack, he's just come out and catch it. And I was like, said to Paul, yeah, you're probably right. Batman would have probably stayed on his line. They get the ball in our box and we're under pressure. But in just little things like Paul says, commanding the box, he's got to really do that, you know. I agree with Darren, this Nigerian lad that he is talked very highly about. So maybe, you know, maybe it is him coming in. I see someone put Darren Henderson, Dean Henderson on, well, Darren, on loan. Darren, I'd love, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to have I'd love to have Henderson. Oh, I really would. I'd bloody love to have him in goal, let alone on loan, but I can't see that happening. But yeah, I agree with Darren, the Nigerian lad, maybe next season. 
Yeah, we're not we're not getting uh, we're not letting whoever's <laughs> posting this up sucking our manager. I've I've never sucked him to be fair. Um, we're not get, don't give me this predictive text rubbish. I'm going to make sure I'm going to name and shame this idiot as well. So um, yeah, it, it's Woody. It's Woody again. He's back on. He's back on the spelling mistake. So yeah, no, no, um, I completely agree, mate. We've got to stop sucking our manager. Um, but I would, <laughs> I would like to keep um, Ranieri until the summer. Um, let him get another few um, players in the uh, in over the summer, and we can go again next year. I mean, look, jokes aside, it, it is true. With you know, there needs to be a bit of continuity, and Woody's absolutely right there. Um, that we need to. We, we need to give him to the summer, you know, tell the squad, look, he's here to stay. He's not going anywhere. You've got to, you've got to basically pull, pull your socks up, literally, and get on with it. And, you know, <laughs> suck it in, if you know what I mean, The um, you know, the, all the criticism and just get on with it. And we, we are where we are. We're just not being consistent enough and we need to pull away from it. And the quicker you can pull away from the drop zone, the more confidence and the more, not say relax, but, you know, there's there'll be less pressure on you. So it's up to the players to do a favour for themselves in the long term, to be fair. So, uh, yeah, Woody, I completely agree, mate. But no, no, it did make me chuckle, fella. Well done, mate. Fair play. Uh, nice to see Gavin Marn on the, Gavin Marn in the comments once again. Um, right, let's, um, yeah, like, like I said, just before we get go anywhere, just like to shout out once again um, the former Players Club. We are proud and honoured to be in association with the former Players Club. Head over to www.facebook.com forward slash Taylor Made Players. Uh, we've fronted by Luther Blissett, Watford's favourite son, the legend, and also another legend, Pricey Neil Price, the 1984 left back. Um, from the FA Cup final, they're front amongst many, many other players, ex-players. Uh, fantastic work in the community they do. Uh, so, like I say, once again, head over to Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash TaylorMade Players. That's us in association with the Watford Football Club former players um, club. So, uh, yeah, just shout out also for the um, the women the women's team. Um, very unlucky, to be fair, away at Birkenhead. They only lost 1-0 um, with a late strike. Um, they were pretty much holding out for most of the game. Um, first game in for, uh, for Gifton Old Williams after um, Clint, unfortunately, um, left the role a week or so ago. But the legend, uh, the gentleman, the fantastic bloke that is Clinton, Clinton Noel Williams, Gifton Noel Williams, Clinton, Gifton Noel Williams um, has taken the role on um, interim. And yeah, very, very unlucky against the lead leaders, um, Gifton. So um, I know he's watched a few times, but Gifton, mate, all the best for the rest of the season and the women, in fact. If you can get a head over um, away, but even at home at Kings Langley. So if you can get over there, it's a cheap day out there. Fantastic entertainment, great football, um, decent, very, very decent level, even higher level than last season as well to watch the women at. And uh, as far as I know, you can get half price if you get a season ticket holder as well. So take the family down there, you know, very family friendly, as indeed the club is anyway. But you can get down there and um, watch the women's team. And like we always say, you know, uh, more info and fixtures and everything else we can post up about the women's team. We will post up so ticket details and everything else. Just keep an eye out on the Taylorman Army form for um, yeah, more info on them. So uh, yeah, let's get. Uh, I'll just get a couple more comments. Um, Kusak's predicted a postponement um for Tuesday. 
Um, also, I think well, someone said, uh, is it going to be postponed for Wednesday? I can confirm. I think it was Greg Evans. I'm going to dig him out for this. Greg, I've confirmed it's definitely going to be postponed Wednesday and it's now going to be Tuesday, mate. So he was accidentally looking at, he's a bit like me. He looks at the wrong fix. He was looking at the, um, the fix that has already come on. So, um, yeah, it's definitely Tuesday, mate. I've just checked. Um, just before we get on as well, so you on says, does anyone have any details of the mural design plan for the um, subway near the ground? Would love the rocket men be recognised. Yeah, um, I know they're painting it. I know Do Not Scratch Your Eyes have posted it on Twitter and they posted a picture uh, of they were doing like sort of they paint it white, white just to cover up all the graffiti and everything. So I know muriel were do muriels were doing a design out of there towards the ground so that that's absolutely amazing i mean i would uh, any blank walls like they did with the T gt one i'd love to see all the way to the ground and i've said for ages i don't know why that that road going down behind um elton's stand is not yellow That'd be amazing. I know it's not brick, it's tarmac, but that'd be fantastic. The yellow brick road. I mean, like I say, it's kind of sort of knocked it off because it's tarmac, but that'd be brilliant if it was yellow. But um, I don't know if they'd be able to maintain that, but that'd be that'd be a good thing as well. So, right, okay, let's get straight on to burning them. Halsey, we will get on to um we'll get on to the beer of the week. I do promise you, mate. So um, let's get all your predictions through for Burnley on Tuesday. Like we say, a little disclaimer, as long as it's still on. So um, let's see if we can get the lineups as well. Um, yeah, I mean, firstly, predictions, boys. So obviously, I go for the usual boring 2-1. But how do you reckon How do you reckon this Burnley game's going to play out? As indeed, obviously, we're on the, on the back of a um, last gasp equaliser at Newcastle. I think it's going to be... I do agree with Dino. It's going to it'd probably be quite an ugly game again, an ugly watch. Um, I mean, to be fair, a lot of games involving Burnley are anyway. I'm going to be optimistic and go for a, a just a tight 1-0. I, I think the clean sheet's going to be coming. I think the extra time Ranier is getting with these guys is going to pay off. Burnley are not in good form. I mean, we look at ourselves and we're, we haven't been, but they're really not in good form. Plus, they've got, you know... Uh, injuries aside outside of COVID too. So for me, a, a, a one nil would be absolutely fine. Yeah. How about you, Dino? I'm going with a pinch predictor. I think we'll win 2-1. Um, this is one game I hate. They are ugly, even without Chris Wood. They're big, physical. If you want a team that's going to fight until the end, this is Burnley, all right. Like I said, if you think you're going to watch a pretty game, this isn't going to be pretty. This is going to be it's going to be time wasting. It's going to be tactics. It's going to be atmosphere. It's going to be bloody everything. Um, I do agree with Darren. We are in better shape. I know we've still haven't been great, but we're in better shape and better team than Burnley. But God, I don't want to go one nil down against these because they will waste time. Put it in the corner in the first ten minutes. They'll do it, and it's going to it's going to be horrible. I do believe we'll win two one. I'm going to go with a pitch predictor. I believe we need to win. I don't want us sitting back. We've got to go for them. We, we can't keep sitting back all the bloody time. And I do believe Flamina will start again ahead of Nikita. It's nothing. It's not because of that mistake. Like Darren said, he was he was pretty solid, to be fair. And he will, like Pid said, he will learn. But Kiko earns, you know, I'm not his biggest fan, but, you know, he gets forward a lot more. And that, like Pid said, that cross for Pedro, great header by Pedro. But, but that cross was absolute 
De Bruyne couldn't put a better cross than that in. That's how good that cross was by Kiko Flamino. He was absolutely yeah. outstanding. And we got to be brave against Burnley and we've got to be physical, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, Kuka could start, but he is sloppy with the ball. I do believe it will be cleverly has to come in for him. A bit more experience. Protects the ball a bit better. Um, loser could come in, but I think this is the wrong game for loser. Great player, but this is um, this is a different sort of game. This is going to be a scrap. This is, like I said, it's going to be like a championship sort of game where you need scrappers and fighters and cleverly, definitely, you know, it's perfect for cleverly and Sissoko this game because it's going to be physical and, you know, they're, they're going to really enjoy it centre-mid. It's going to be one hell of a battle and very interesting. Yeah, what, what is this formation you've got here, Darren? It's quite, it's quite intriguing because it, it, is it one sitting midfielder with two central midfielders with three up front, so four, three, three, or is it? Uh, could it yeah, possibly be four, two, three, one? Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be a four, three, three. It's just the kind of the way I'm, I was trying to learn how to work that out. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, Good squad. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, like. And I agree with the comments about Cathcart. He wasn't bad yesterday, and he has done very well internationally too. But for me, Cyril has got a bit more physicality about him. He's younger, he's stronger. I think we need yeah. that tomorrow, no, not tomorrow, Tuesday. And then, um, yeah, I, I feel like Kiko, I, I really felt quite choked for uh, Ngakia yesterday because, you know, he, he had a great first half. It was a real shame. But I do agree with someone. I think we need a win. As much as at the end of the day, a point would not be the worst result ever. But really, three points is... We're getting to a point now where we've got to start looking forward and we've got to build on the confidence. So for me, Kiko, who can just link up so well with these guys, I think, plays. King, you know, it was funny yesterday. I mean, he, their keeper pulled off one fine save. In the first half, for some reason, Kiko uh, King got through and he put it to the keeper's... Uh, right when I thought we should have gone across to the left but that's that's what it is but um yeah no I just sort of thought this Sissoko for sure captain and uh yeah that's like Kamara what a what a debut you know uh, that was quality so this is what I've gone with and you know fans can shoot me down that's not a problem at all but I see Pidges looks but that was what I was trying to do Pidges not so <laughs> <laughs> I used it on Friday so I'm cl slightly a little bit more experienced I try to do it Friday so um I've got another That's day cool. ahead of you. A couple of days ahead of you using this app, I think. So That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, please, please, please shoot them down in flames. I, I do encourage that as well, boys. So if you can put them out in the comments, please disagree with them as much as you can. I will fully endorse that. Um, but yeah, I've pretty much got the same lineup as you have, uh, mate. Uh, uh, if people can um, see Cathcart in, I wouldn't uh, disagree, to be fair. Um I pretty much just stapled this roughly pretty much the same team that I predicted on Friday night as well. And yeah, I mean, if Kafkart was playing instead of Surialta, then I wouldn't be complaining because like Dino said, he played well for most of that. And I think he looked a better centre-back with Samir alongside him. So yeah, either one, either one, Surialta or Kafkart, if they're at the back, then yeah, I wouldn't be complaining at all. Kiko, I think in terms of his... Um, attacking threat uh, would be better option than Ngakia. Uh, taking away his mistake um, on Saturday, I think Kiko 
we'll have to start this one, I think. Um, loser wouldn't start because he's an African Cup of Nations, but I'm, I would agree. <laughs> but you you are right. If he was in the side, I would not put him in for this one as well, mate. So you, you're still right in the sense that this is the wrong game for him, especially in centre midfield. I would, if you would bring him on and say for argument's sake, he wasn't on the AFCON and he was actually on the bench, I would probably bring him on for the next the last 15, 20 minutes if he was going to come on. I wouldn't, uh, like you said, I agree, I wouldn't start him. And Dennis needs to be on the wing alongside Pedro King down the centre. Uh, King is oh, only effective truly on the centre. Dennis can cut inside. He can play as a second striker. And Pedro can do the same as well. They're both more effective on the wings than de- down the centre. I wouldn't put Pedro in the centre either. I'd put him in, I'd put him on the... Um, the right-hand side. And obviously, like he did uh, for the goal, he cut, he tucked in and Kiko pushed, bombed on and, um, scored, you know, put a fantastic cross in. But yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kuka. I've been shot down a lot of time for that, but I think it's time for him to be dropped and cleverly come in. Cleverly's fit enough now, so I think cleverly will have to come in for him. I think, you know, Kuka with, you know, he's, I will stick up for him again. You know, he'll give under 10%, but on the last, on the evidence of last game, he was giving away too many sloppy passes. I mean, there was one or two that were doing that anyway. But I think it's time cleverly, cleverly needs to start this game, and you can you can rotate that um, three there. You could put Kiembe further forward because he likes to bomb on forward. He likes to be more of a box to box. So if cleverly doesn't fancy, he can drop off and plays a plays a defensive two and put Kiembe further forward when we're attacking. It's just when we're defending. We need to be solid. We need to be compact, and we cannot sit back like we have done in um, games gone by. And we did for a certain period against Newcastle. So we've got to, we've got to learn quickly from that. We cannot sit back with Burnley because, like Dino said, they go one nil up, they will sit back and they will defend for their lives, and they've got the players to do it. Um, they don't get spanked many games, so I can't see us scoring many goals, which I'm hopefully being proved emphatically wrong and we come away with a 3-4-0 win, which I don't think will happen, but that would be amazing if he does. But, um, yeah, let's hope, like you said, they're not in great form. We're not exactly on a winning run, but um, if any, t- I do completely agree with you, Darren. If there's a time to play Burnley, this is certainly the time hot off the heels of um, what we achieved there. Uh, on on Saturday, definitely, mate. Um, yeah, beer of the week, mate. Um, what what have you? Um, what culinary delights have you got for Mister Halsey? So this one, it's funny. It's a it's a cause original. Now I'll bring it up there. Um, I had cause in England, and it was like cat pee. It wasn't very good. <laughs> Over here, there's some um, like a an extra malt in it. Um. And it's so it's I, I don't know it just tastes different over here too as it does in the UK. So this is not a bad little lager actually because some of them are a bit, especially US ones. Some of them are just weak and they're just like they're like water. They're tasteless. But this has got like a malt flavour in it, so it's just a, a different. It's the Claws Original from Colorado, so quite like it. I find myself making after I do the Sunday shopping over here. I find myself making a check now just for Ian to go and find a beer. So I couldn't get to Canada today. So uh, to Canada, I couldn't get the co-op today. So I had to go to our local other store. But uh, I'll get you something more Canadian next week, mate. If that's okay. <laughs> brilliant, mate. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be done, mate. I mean, the, the, 
it's nothing like the wife beater Stella over here, is it, mate? Or the, the usual cat piss um, alternatives that we get over here. So you can tell you can tell you're from England, mate. Um, Woody's saying, um, now we have a free trade deal with Canada. Are you going to start um, to export that over to us, mate? So um, I could try, yeah, that, Woody. That's I the questions try, that needs to be asked, Aaron. Definitely, mate. Um, looks like another quality beer. Nice one. You're all right about the UK cause. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's spot on Aussie, I think. Um, yeah, definitely, mate. Um, right, guys and girls, um, we will be doing a fans verdict on Tuesday about 9.30, 10 o'clock. So we'll uh, meet myself and Major Tom will be up for that. So we'll get all your opinions about the fallout from Turf Moor. Obviously, like we said, once again, providing it's on. Um, so if it is on, we'll see about 9.30, 9.30, 10 o'clock. And all your opinions, all all your um man hopefully man of the matches and everything else you want to talk about um burnley related so we'll see you then thursday night um we'll be doing a tma thursday night live just previewing the game at home to norwich uh, another massive crucial game we won't be doing a fans verdicts on friday night slightly later uh, slightly late getting back from that so we won't be doing one of those but we will see you following Sunday, next Sunday, um, for the usual TMA Sunday Live with myself, Darren, and the young man, Dino. So we'll get all your topics through. We'll discuss it then. So, um, yeah, Halsey, cheers, mate. Um, Woody, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so, guys, um, we will be po posting all these um, many podcasts if we can over on Spotify and iTunes. So if you're free to download, if you really, really want to, um, it's they're free to download. Uh, they're not that good to charge you, so I can't do that yet. I'll probably sneak it one time, but I'm not going to bother um, as yet. So if you can hop over there and if you want to download them, feel free to do so. So, um, yeah, as always, um, you've been beautiful. We've been TMA. It's good night from the young man. It's good night from Darren. And it's good night from the pitch. See you later, guys. <laughs>